It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Welcome to the Unplayable Podcast. Australia are gearing up for their three-match ODI series against India ahead of the 50-over World Cup. That's going to start in just a few weeks. My name is Josh Shonafinger. I'm joined by Jack Painter. We'll be later joined on the show by Mitchell Marsh, so hang around for that. But Jack and myself have just arrived in India, and here we are to preview what's going to be a very interesting eight or so weeks for Australia. Thank you, Josh. Great to be here. We're in Mahali at the moment, head of the first ODI on Friday. It doesn't quite feel like there's a World Cup around the corner yet, but I sense once we get to the ground on Friday with uh, you know, a pulsating crowd that I'm sure it'll feel like the World Cup's just a few weeks away. Yeah, they're expecting a full house in Mahali on Friday for the first match. We then move to Indoor for Sunday's second match and then on Wednesday, Rajkot for the third and final ODI. It's going to be very uh, quick succession, these matches. Australia will be no doubt trying out a few things with their squad as well. So are India, in fact. They've left out Rohit Sharma, Virat Kohli, Hardik Pandya and Kuldeep Yadav for the first two matches of this series, so a bit of tinkering going on for both sides, but it's a pretty good warm-up in home conditions for India and in foreign conditions for Australia ahead of the World Cup. And exactly, there'll be a bit of sort of feeling each other out as well because both sides face off in the first, their opening match of the World Cup in Chennai on October 8th, uh, so will we see a bit of uh, holding cards close to your chest? I'm not quite sure, but India certainly have for these first two matches at least. Mitch Marsh, who we speak to later, he captained Australia in the recent uh, One Day and T20 series in South Africa. He did a great job and we've got a good chat with him coming up, speaking about his captaincy, his batting uh, and Australia's chances for this uh, upcoming cup. We spoke to him downstairs in like a little dance floor thing uh, that he said he had memories of from a long time ago. So uh, interesting, the memories were flooding back. Hopefully good memories too. And he's certainly got good memories opening the batting as well. Unfortunately, we saw the injury to Travis Head in South Africa, but Mitch Marsh stepped up and, and scored a brilliant half century in the in the final match of the series. Um, interestingly, we kind of... He doesn't like to say it. He says he just um, enjoys playing for Australia every time. But I think we might have got him out, got it out of him that this could be his preferred position at the top of the order. Certainly his average would suggest that. Yeah, that's right. From four matches or four innings there, he's averaging uh, 88 with the bat. So pretty good stats to go off, I reckon. Uh, Australia do have some players coming back from injury. Jack uh, and, and some really big names as well. Yeah. Yeah, Steve Smith, Pat Cummins and Mitchell Stark are all here at the moment and then Glenn Maxwell will join the squad on Friday. Um, so he'll join for that, those last two ODIs potentially. Uh, but it was good to see Smith in the nets yesterday. We spoke to him after training. Uh, he said he was feeling great um, coming back from that wrist injury. Uh, batted for two hours in the you know, steaming heat. It was quite a long session. Him, uh, Manus Labashain and Cameron Green and Matt Short were the, were the players there left at the end. So... Um, Quite a good hit out for Smith and then he um, said he was feeling good. So that's a good signs heading into the World Cup for Australia because it'll be quite crucial in that middle order. We saw, especially in South Africa, the middle order struggled a little bit. We were doing quite well at the top with David Warner, Travis Head, Mitch Marsh, as we mentioned. But uh, that middle order is a bit of a concern for Andrew McDonald and, and Pat Cummins heading into the World Cup. Definitely. We also saw Pat Cummins have a little bowl yesterday as he comes back 
from a wrist injury. So good signs for Australia's fast bowling stocks there as well. We've got Glenn Maxwell coming on Friday. He'll join the squad a little bit later than everyone else. But as far as that goes, everybody, everybody is coming, well, apart from Travis Head, is coming good at the right time, it seems like. That's right, yeah. Sean Abbott picked up a split webbing in the South African series. Nathan Ellis, who you would think would be a reserve bowler for the World Cup, uh, a little abductor strain, but they're both here, um, both training today. Hopefully we sure saw Sean Abbott have a hit yesterday. Uh, didn't bowl, I don't think, um, but you know he doesn't seem like that will affect him going into this series. So fingers crossed for Australia that they can get all their guys on the park, barring Travis Head, potentially with the option to carry him through the World Cup or bring him back in for the second half of the tournament should um, injury strike again. Yes, this series and the World Cup will, of course, be broadcast on Foxtel and KO Sports. You can also catch all the coverage on cricket.com.au and the CA Live app, all our social channels as well. We'll keep you up to date with what's happening on the ground here in India. Let's get into the chat now with Australian opener, Mitch Marsh. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. We're here in uh, Mahali, actually. We've just arrived here at the location of Australia's first one-day game against India. We've got Mitchell Marsh, who's joining us for the first time on the Unplayable podcast. Mitch, welcome to the pod. First time, gents. Thanks for having me. Um, first of all, uh, I just wanted to get it straight off the bat. Is it Mitchell or Mitch? What do you prefer? Because we write your name so much, I never know which one to go for. <laughs> um, yeah, it's more Mitch these days. Um, only mum calls me Mitchell. Um, <laughs> Especially when I play a reverse sweep first ball and get out LW. So um, a couple of games ago in South Africa, I got a good talking to from mum, but um, Mitch is fine. What about uh, Bison? Would you prefer us to write that instead? Uh, yeah, yep. And just in Bison emoji. Yeah, not even Bison, just the Bison emoji is perfect. You're Australia's newest captain in one-day cricket and T20 cricket. Can you talk us through that experience, how you enjoyed it, and um, how did you think you went? Yeah, it was a... Um, very enjoyable experience. Um, a huge honour to you know captain Australia. Um, you know this is Patrick's team, um, and he's a, been a fantastic leader since he came on board. And I think it's really important that he has good people around him to help him out and give him a chop out at times. So um, yeah, we've got a number of guys that can do the role. And South Africa, it was my turn. And um, yeah, we had a great tour. Would have been nice to finish off the one day series with a win, but. Um, yeah, it wasn't to be, but I thoroughly enjoyed it and um, yeah, took a lot of learnings from it from a leadership point of view and um, it was just a huge honour. As you mentioned, it is Pat's team, but um, yeah, the World Cup's a long tournament, nine ODIs in the group stages. Are you ready to sort of fill in if he needs to miss a game? Um, yeah, I think there's probably a number of us that can um, fill in for him if he needs a, a chop out at some point. Um, 
I think we've worked really hard over the last couple of years to, to have a bit of a leadership group where um, it's, we're not always relying on Paddy and him being a fast bowler. Um, it's near impossible for him to play all three formats and play every game. So um, it'll be important that um, you know, there's a group of us that can um, fill that void if, if needed. And, and how to go uh, juggling um, you know, the batting. You obviously didn't bowl in South Africa, but um, you know, potentially bowling in this series in the World Cup. Um, did you like the challenge of being a juggle, all those sort of moving parts? Yeah, it's, um, I really enjoyed it, actually. I think um, you know, the support group that we've got and the support group that Pat's got really helps with that. Um, you know, all the planning and stuff. Um, had so many people, all of our staff were really helpful in that sense. Um, I must admit it's pretty nice not bowling, um, but for me, not bowling means I probably don't get a game, so I've got to keep at least letting them think that I bowl. <laughs> Hopefully people get my sarcasm there. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been building nicely with the ball and um, looking forward to getting back and playing as an all-rounder. Um, Later on in this series, and um, hopefully throughout the World Cup. Yeah, can we talk about that then? Like, has it has the injury sort of gone to plan so far, and what's the sort of timeline on you returning now? Yeah, um, wasn't as an injury as such. Um, you know, I've had a, this ankle. I've had five surgeries on it throughout my career, oh, so wow. um, it's more just uh, Andrew McDonald wanted to look after it, leading into a, um, what's going to be a big few months yep. um, leading to this World Cup, and we're lucky that we got three all-rounders that can hopefully share the load throughout, um, but um, really thankful that the, the medical staff and Ronnie and Pat have sort of given me that time to have a bit of a break from bowling. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully I can repay them with a few wickets uh, throughout the next few months. Were you tempted to bring yourself on at any stage during that South Africa series? Absolutely not. <laughs> Anytime I don't have to bowl, um, it is fantastic. Although sometimes when you miss out with the bat, um, yeah. It can be a, a long day when you don't get a chance to bowl. So um, I did miss it. <laughs> can I just ask you about that, especially that uh, fourth ODI? Um, naturally, the cameras were on you a lot as captain when you know Classen and, and Miller were launching them into the stands. Obviously, you'd like to get them out, but sometimes you have to sit back and just admire you know the size of some of the sixes they were hitting, especially being someone who <laughs> hit a big ball yourself. Yeah, it was a crazy day, um, and I think you know in previous years. As a captain in that scenario, I would have been pretty rattled, but um, I was weirdly just quite calm and, um, you know, tried to communicate with the bowlers. Um, it was one of those days where, yeah, you just got to take your hat off and um, that ground centurions, I think it's 1,700 metres above sea level, the ball travels, it's a tiny ground, 60 metre boundaries. So um, if batters get in and get on a roll, it can be very hard to stop and, um, yeah, it was uh, amazing to watch. You mentioned the altitude there. Is that an actual thing or is that a myth or do you reckon it actually makes a big difference? Uh, well, I don't know the science behind <laughs> it, but um, from what I'm told and um, for how far Tim David was driving on the golf ball, on the golf course, um, I'd say it's a real thing. But the yeah. ball 100% travels further up there. Um, yeah, it was phenomenal. You mentioned, well, I mentioned you uh, before you hitting the ball well, some awesome scores in the T20s and finished off the series with a, with a good score, 78, I think it was. Um, you must be confident heading into this series and obviously the World Cup. Yeah, look, I've, I feel like I'm batting as good as I ever have, um, especially over the last couple of months. So, um, yeah, take a lot of confidence into um, the World Cup and, and this series. Um, it's a huge opportunity for the majority of us. It's potentially our last World Cup, certainly in one-day format. So, um yeah, we're looking forward to giving everything we have. And um, India is such an incredible place to play cricket. So um, looking forward to the experience and hopefully we can go as, 
as far as possible. And let's talk about your numbers as an opener. 88 you're averaging as an opener in one day cricket. Uh, is that something you, somewhere you want to bat more often because you're so far so good? <laughs> yeah, I never like to say um, yes to those sorts of questions because I don't like being in the headline saying that I want to open the batting. Um, but it's certainly um, an enjoyable role and um, I love batting with Davey and I love batting with Travis Head. So, um, yeah, look, I, I feel like everyone says it, but to get an opportunity to play for Australia is um, just a huge honour and wherever wherever I bat, I'm happy. So um, if that's up the top for the foreseeable future with Hedy being out um, through injury, then um, yeah, I'll certainly jump at the opportunity. Obviously, very unfortunate what happened to Trav. Have you spoken to him since he's gone home from South Africa? And how's he, how's he doing? Yeah, nah, he's okay. Um, he's messaged me about 50 times, so I think he's bored. Um, but yeah, a real shame. Um, Hedy's such an important player for our team, not only for what he brings on the field, um, but just his character off the field. He's um, he's by far my favourite cricketer in world cricket. Um, I tell him that all the time. I love just love watching him play, but uh, his personality, who he is around our team, um, he's a great leader. He brings a great perspective to the game, um, which you know we, we obviously play a, a lot, um, and it can be quite consuming at times, but Hedy's just so level and, um, yeah, he's an incredible guy. So he'll be very much missed, but um, you never know in six or eight weeks' time if we have a few injuries or whatever, you might see him back in here. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed that doesn't happen for someone else, but um, he'll be a big miss for us. How, how is the feeling around the group heading into the World Cup? As you mentioned sort of before we came on air, it's been a, a long lead-in so far, three more ODIs to go, two practice games, and then we get into the tournament proper. So how's everyone sort of feeling and just, I guess, eager to get into the actual start of the tournament? Yeah, it's um, it's been nice to welcome everyone sort of into the, the squad again. Um, you know, we've had a few moving parts over the last month with a few injuries and guys needing a bit of a rest. So um, to bring everyone together now, really feels like the start of uh, the campaign. Um, three one days against India will be really tough, but um, a good opportunity for us to iron a few things out and um, we won't necessarily have our best team on the park for all three of those games, but um, really important just to get game time into some and let guys build into what's going to be a huge few months. So um, the World Cup itself, the format now is, um, I think nine, ga nine, nine round games is um, yeah, it's going to be hard work, but um, yeah, we're all looking forward to it and there's a, a great feeling amongst the group. Without giving away too many trade secrets, what are those things, according to you, that need to be ironed out a little bit in order to take the next step? Yeah, I think um, you saw against South Africa, um, we had some pretty big totals to chase and uh, we weren't able to even really get close. So um, we spoke about it in our post-match press conference, um, Andrew McDonald and I, just about partnerships and... Um, we know there's going to be times when it's going to be difficult to start for batters, so um, guys who are in really taking that onus to um, to go big when they can and um, setting up the team. We've got some incredible power towards the back end, so um, hopefully we don't expose that too early on in the innings, and if we give them a chance towards the back end, then um, anything's possible for this group. So we know that, um, and uh, yeah, hopefully we, we see that throughout the next, I think we've got five games to until the World Cup starts, so... Um, yeah, should be good. Might just jump back to your bowling quickly. Uh, we've saw Stoinis open in the in South Africa. I think you've done it in the past in yep. white ball stuff as well. Could we potentially see you opening the batting and the bowling in the same game in the <laughs> World Cup? <laughs> well, I, I said to Paddy that 
threw out the ashes with the Duke's ball that I should have been opening the bowling and I couldn't get that, that across the line with him. So um, maybe. Uh, Stoyne's done a very good job and he's super skillful. So, um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see with that one. <laughs> uh, looking back to the 2015 World Cup, uh, you were part of that squad, played a few games, I think, at the start of the tournament as well, maybe yep. a five uh, yep. as well early. Yep. At the G, uh, so you got some, got some form there. Uh, what are your memories of that tournament? And are you seeing any parallels between that squad and this squad? Uh, yeah, it's going, on, going back a long way now. Um, parallels, I mean, that was a pretty amazing team. Um, and there's a lot of guys that are still here, we're still hanging on. So um, <laughs> I think we had a great environment then, um, very relaxed. Um, guys, you know, just being themselves and... Um, I guess going about it their way and that's been a really big thing for Paddy so um, as a leader so yeah um, hopefully there's a few parallels there. Um, my memories of the trip were it was an incredible sort of eight weeks a home world cup. Um, we kind of had one game a week almost um, so yeah post games we celebrated <laughs> um, pretty hard which was um, one of Darren Lehman's biggest big things was to celebrate success and um, we had an absolute ball. And I think, you know, in tournament play, um, obviously the most important thing is to win games and play good cricket, but you've got to enjoy it and you've got to enjoy the experiences of a World Cup. And um, being in India, there'll be different challenges throughout that, but we've still got to make sure we enjoy ourselves and um, yeah, have fun as a team. So hopefully come the end of November, we're right up there. I might just ask about India and that sort of experience and, and playing here. Um, you've spent a lot of time with, with David Warner here with the Delhi Capitals. Um, he's obviously loved here. I reckon he takes more selfies than anyone else in the in the country. What's it like, sort of, uh, that experience of, uh, of playing in India and being a cricketer in India? Yeah, it's um, it's a hard it's hard to explain what it's like over here. Um, you know, they're by far the most amazing fans in world cricket. Um, they're extremely passionate. Um, they know every single intricacy of the game, which for people who just watch the game, they don't always know all the, all the rules and everything that happens throughout a game. Um, they say cricket's a religion here. It's pretty much true. Um, and certainly some of the Indian cricketers are on the highest pedestal you could possibly be on. So um, it's always a... I find that... I've been coming to India to play cricket since I was 18, um, which is a long time ago now. Um, but every time I come here, I have a new experience. Um, you try new foods. There's just so much, um, there's so much to do here outside of the game. So um, yeah, I like to experience as much as I possibly can. Um, the cricket's hard. It's going to be hot. Um, we'll be faced with um, some some tough conditions, but I think this group has got enough experience of all playing here and playing together now for a long period of time that um, hopefully we'll be okay. Putting you on the spot here, but do you have a favourite food that you like to try when you when you come to India? Well, you can't really go past a butter chicken um, <laughs> with 50 servings of garlic naan. But, um, yeah, my body type, I've got to stay clear of the, um, the butter chickens this trip and... Just knuckle down a bit, a bit heavy. <laughs> favorite cities in India or uh, favorite places that do butter chicken? Yeah, favorite cities. Well, I played for Delhi, so um, Delhi's going to be right up there. Um, uh, favorite cities. Well, Dharamsala's 
right up there. Uh, that's an amazing place to go to, uh, which we'll go. We play New Zealand there, which will be awesome. Um, Bangalore, Mumbai. Mumbai is, yeah, awesome. you got a lot of Australian stuff there, you know, good cafes, good coffee, oh, right. great restaurants. Um, you can't really go past those those couple. Seems like the World Cup schedule is, uh, for Australia at least, is, uh, you know, to your liking then obviously a lot of games in those cities um did you have a word went with them before the schedule <laughs> no i uh, didn't unfortunately uh, first game's in chennai um against india um chennai normally turns so um i'm sure there was some thinking that went into that but um no we're looking forward to getting to all these places it's going to be it's a yeah it's a brutal schedule but every team's the same and um we're pumped for it one of the highlights of your Ashes series before you entered the team and were making all those runs was your gag before the first test uh, with the bowling markup and you got all us journos excited about you potentially playing. Do you have any gags like that sort of prepared for this trip that might <laughs> catch people off guard? No, nah, that's, um, yeah, they all just come to me at, uh, at that time. Um, I must admit, I, I didn't expect it to go the way it went. I, I was actually just bored. Um, so I thought I'd mark my run-up up and then, uh, yeah, Cole, our, um, our media manager, was uh, came up to me and told me that I caused quite the stir. So it was um, the boys got a bit of humour out of it and, um, yeah, we're always trying to have fun. So, Well, it made people think twice when you did come into the team in Headingley as well. So. <laughs> exactly. Well, I wanted to ask just before we finish off, uh, looking ahead to the World Cup, which of the Aussies is going to have a really big tournament? Who, who are you penciling for that uh, standout performance? Um, hopefully all 11 of us that play. <laughs> um, I think, you know, you got, we've got a lot of experience in our team now. Um, Davey Warner's played a lot of cricket here. Um, Steve Smith loves, loves playing here. Um, Mitchell Stark's World Cup record's incredible. Um, you know, we got a really well-balanced side, so hopefully we all chip in. I know that's probably not the answer you want, but, um, yeah, hopefully we all chip in at some stage and, um, and everyone has a really good World Cup. Mitch, thank you so much for joining us on the Unplayable Podcast. Have a great tournament. Thanks, boys. See you again soon. Thanks for listening to our chat with Mitch Marsh. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I just wanted to drop in here at the end of the episode to say that if you haven't already, please consider subscribing to the show. It really helps us out a lot and it will keep you up to date with all the World Cup match recaps that we're going to be doing throughout the tournament so you'll still be informed even if you can't stay up to the early hours of the evening. Jack Painter and myself will take care of them for the first half of the tournament and then Louis Cameron swans in for the second half of the tournament to potentially see Australia claim their sixth men's ODI World Cup title. Thanks for listening to the podcast and we'll catch you on the next episode. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.